Guess what? SK Vibe Maker interviews are hotter. SK Vibe Maker, my interviews are hotter. You know, we bring through the best special guests. We are not changing tradition anytime soon. Today, we've got Oxlade in the building. How about that? My man, I'm blessed you. Gee, I'm all right, man. I'm glad to have you in the building. Your second time you're coming to the UK and stuff. Yeah, second time. Cheese, you was last year in 2019? Yeah, 2019. Has it changed much since you've not been here? I mean, it still stays cold, so like... <laughs> <laughs> Even if anything changes, I mean, as at the time I was here, there was no Brexit. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, a couple of things changed. Now, early in your career, you started off in the church, in the choir. Um, you made the transition to putting out music through SoundCloud. And now you're here as a certified musician. How would you talk about the journey along that path and the transition from the church to SoundCloud to making proper music, man. And I'm not saying anyone in the church ain't making proper music, but it might sound a bit different. I mean, church music is the most proper music. I have to just put that one out there. That's mm-hmm. the most purest music you ever get from Straight anyone. Straight up. So yeah, um, I think the church was a foundation. And then, you know, I never ever knew I was going to use the music to make money and whatnot. I was just doing the music for for the love of it. And then, you know, when the time came and I hit realization and I'm like, damn, I think I can use this to make money. I think this is my calling. I think I was born for this. So, you know, it was it was it was a series of stages in my life where, you know, I had to just evolve, elevate and grow. I think that a lot of people see artists that that are successful and they think that it just happens overnight. They think it's easy. Now, how would you talk about your sort of journey into sort of getting appreciated as a serious musician and making a breakthrough? Would you say that it was more easy than hard or would you say it was more of a, you know, tricky and it was it was the hardest it was the hardest because i broke out indie without you know a major major label i came into the game with with nobody so i had to do strategic collaborations to benefit from their fan base and you know and they benefit from my music quality so like it was like i had this certain set of artists i worked with majorly rappers and you know i just gave them hooks and you know um my brand kept growing and when it was time for me to put out my personal project, I put it out and I never looked back. I'm trying to think of the saying that they say where um, it's flattering some, when someone impersonates you. Or impersonation is the sincerest flattery or something like that. I've heard some saying like that. But there's a few Oxlade impersonators out there. And I'm feeling yeah. like, I know that I've had people that have tried to mess with my name over the years and try to copy things and that. But how do you deal with it? And how do you feel about it, man? The impersonators out there trying to sort of jack your name jack your style and all of that how do you feel about it how do you deal with it man i mean the only thing that can be impersonated is greatness and it feels great to know that you're actually achieving great things and people want to be like you people are trying to steal from you but you know um i'll just give one word you need to stop it it makes no sense it's not helpful it's not helping the brand it's not helping the industry it's not helping even you because like your name is still unknown feel me trying to sound trying to use my name or trying to use my domain to promote your music makes no sense so um it's a bad thing it's a bad habit you have to stop it um there's nothing more special than being yourself so let's talk about the name man this is my first time meeting you i don't feel like i've heard the story about your name oxlade i know it's not your real name right it is it's your real name birth certificate business one of my names one of your names was it as was it an easy choice for you to say that i'm going to use one of my real names as my musician name so um I, I, my grandpa lost his best friend the same day i was born and his best friend's name was oxlade and his best friend was british so um 
he just gave me the name he remembers of his best friend. But you know, the government name is Olaiton Ikuforeji Abraman. That's the name of my birth certificate. But like where I come from, the Yoruba people bombard their kids with names. I got like fifteen names or what? Like I got bare names. So, you know, when I was in GS three, I was trying to, you know, get the artistry thing unlocked and then, you know, I was trying to get names, but like all the names I was using back then were bare whack names. So like, you know, I just said how about I just stick to one of my original names. I stick to I stick to like myself. And then I went to the list of my names, you know, and Oxlade was the weirdest one and I chose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, my grandpa always said to him, Oxlade meant rare, it meant um, a supreme being. It's like, a, it's like a god in human form. Some people might say it's a bit lazy, but you know, a lot of people see you as an Afrobeats artist, you know what I'm saying? Um, they seem to label every artist that comes out of Africa as an Afrobeats artist the majority of times, you know what I mean? You're also being called an Afropop artist, which is a sub-genre of Afrobeats. How do you feel about that? It's not lazy if you call any African creative musician an Afrobeats artist because Afrobeats is the umbrella of all genres in African music right now. You know, um, we got Afro pop, we got Afro hip hop, we got Afro trap, and you know, we got subgenres under Afro beats. And it's not, I would never agree that it's lazy to call any African creative singer an Afrobeats artist. Mm-hmm. I need to put that one out there mm-hmm. for effect. And it feels great to be called an Afro pop, Afro beats artist because that's what I do. Um, first of all, what people don't understand is Afro beats is when you add the element of Africanness into any genre. Be it a reggae dancehall, be it R&B, as long as there's an Africanness, the lyricism, the, the tempo, the bounds, you know, the slangs you use makes it Afrobeats. So, like, you know, it's not like Afrobeats is just a name or a capital of all the mm-hmm. all the artists. It's a thing. It's a process. It's, mm-hmm. it's existing. You get me? Like, even Americans are starting to do Afrobeats now. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like Drake opened the door for Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. Shouts to them. Uh People like the band when he was mm-hmm. with the Mohits featured Snoop Dogg on a song called um I think Endowed mm-hmm. and then he dropped Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. So trust, like Afrobeats has always been uh, like, you know, in the air, but now we thank God that, you know, the whole world is receiving it properly good. The understanding is paramount, man. I think like the last ten years has seen a real growth in the Afrobeats understanding and the music going worldwide. Before that, one might say reggae dancehall was definitely doing its thing. And then a lot of people have said maybe that the growth of Afrobeats has maybe put reggae dancehall a bit into the shadows. What do you feel about those arguments? Reggae dancehall is still clear. I mean, you can't touch it. It's We Afrobeat artists even tap from reggae dancehall. It's that crazy. Some of our bounces are reggae dancehall. So like, I feel like... Without reggae dancehall, some elements of Afrobeats might be missing. Mm-hmm. So it's like Afrobeats is like a mixed hybrid of, you know, different sounds, you know, from both reggae dancehall to the actual African bounce and to the to the to the Afro swing to everything. But you know, I wouldn't say reggae dancehall is going to extinct. I just mm-hmm. feel like, you know, this is a certain era where, you know, Afrobeats is just doing its thing. Mm-hmm. When, you know, reggae dancehall was, you know, popping, nobody said hip hop was dying. Mm-hmm. Get me? Nobody said grime or drill was dying. Mm-hmm. So, like, nobody should, you know, off the shine of reggae dancehall because of Afrobeats. Because reggae dancehall also comes from Africa, if you would have been honest. Because the Jamaicans actually are black and all black people come from Africa. Mm-hmm. So, it's still, it's still Africans trying to represent regardless. Anyone who's looked on your IG, anyone who can see the visuals right now, today, can see that you're about this swag life. You know what I'm saying? You got the swag. Many might call you a fashionista. Now, where do you get your swag influence from, man? Uh, bare people, man. Like, I, I, I do researches, you know. I, I go through the net to see what's popping, what's unique, what's new. I try to think of something new to, to create, you know. And, you know, I got bare, you know, bare people I look up to. 
out there that hold it down and you know because of them i have no choice i can't slack mm-hmm. yeah so like my fashion my fashion is a very major part of me it's a big element in my music and um, along the line, I, I plan to take it to the next level. Let's not front on the fact that you have a huge female fan base out there. Female fan base all over the world. I can't imagine what your DMs are like. I don't know how you're dealing with the DMs, man. How are you dealing with the fact that your status has been rising over these last few years? And along with that comes a lot more attention from the women. You know what I'm saying? How are you dealing with that, man? I feel like God wouldn't give you something you can handle. <laughs> yeah, so like definitely. I'm trying my best. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of artists turn crazy from that extra female attention. I mean, um, you, you, you're a talent. You're special. You're a star. It's, it's, it's bound to happen. But, you know, you have to always keep your head straight. Keep mm-hmm. your head in the game. Less distractions. You know, you can appreciate them if they, you know, reach out and say sweet things. But, you know, also keep your head in the game understand the difference between fans and friends mm. so like you know keep that mutual respect for your fans you know and and things will go smooth for you i feel like reading in between the lines what you're saying is that this is normal for you before the status you had that and now you've got the status it's just normal it's the same yeah i mean it's not it's the, i mean it's not it's not a big <laughs> deal but you know i appreciate every single female artist supporting my music because you feel me like i feel like the females actually are the community the females push the songs. I mean, when you put out a song, for example, no man is trying to make snaps to it. Mm. It's the things, it's the pies. So like, mm. you know, when a girl makes a snap to a song, five other girls are like, what song is that? So they are the actual promo mm-hmm. machinery to push in your, your love songs. Mm. I mean, if you do songs that are appealing to them. So yeah, we need the women also to, you know, mm-hmm. to push and move forward. Guess what? SK Vibe Maker interviews are hotter. SK Vibe Maker, my interviews are hotter. Oxlade's in the building, man. How about that? I really love your intro, man. It's crazy. My interviews are hotter. It's crazy. Because they're hotter. You know, like the self confident, they're hotter. You know, you know how many people I've interviewed? Oxlade? Facts, facts. I've been bro. out here, man. Facts, man. Maximum respect, man. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about Away. I mean, this song really made a big impact. Some people might say this was like a, a turning point in your career. How would you describe what that song done for your career and your life, man? Um, I put out away in the pandemic and, you know, according to how it's meant to be, there was no promotional, you know, machinery for me to push the song. I couldn't go to the radio station. I couldn't go nowhere. The song was popping. I couldn't make bag from it because of the pandemic. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, that song is two years old. Like yesterday became two years old and it has like over like 70 million streams on our platforms just mm-hmm. away. So, you know, it makes it makes it makes it very obvious that, you know, that song is a blessing to me and you know, um I wish to create more classics like that. Of course. The pros and cons of having a big song like Away is that the bar rises and people expect more from you. The numbers are big. Are you an artist that checks your numbers on a daily basis, a weekly basis or anything like that? I'm not a numbers person, bruv. I, I just enjoy my music. The numbers can, you know, change your mood. I don't think the numbers should be anything you worry about for now because you're a work in progress. And when the numbers you deserve start to come, you would get it. You Mm. feel me? So right now I'm just at the process where I'm just trying to put in the work and push and push and push. Mm -hmm. And definitely when the staggering numbers start to come, I mean, everybody will see it for themselves. Straight. Yeah. Suwile Ray is the place in Lagos, Nigeria that you're from. To anyone who hasn't been there, give them a tour guide of that place, man. Uh, one of the biggest artists to ever do it in Africa is from there. His name is Whiskit. Mm-hmm. And he sang a song about one of the areas in Surulere called Ojolegwa. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know that mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's a ghetto, man. 
that's where that's where you see you know hustlers talented crop of boys you know trying to push it to the next level and um you know i'm I'm, I'm so proud of that area because you know we got bare ambitious people there and we have a lot of superstars that came from through larry so like you know I'm I'm lucky to be one of you know the people on that list, and you know I'm I'm planning to take the the name of my hood to the next level. Crazy. I mean, it's so important to put your ends on the map, right? And fly the flag for your ends. Word. Is there any other artists that I want to come up from around there that you feel like people need to know about? Ah, to be honest, man, Sri has she Lagos has thousands of talents, and it's gonna be quite unfair if I mention one. And you don't want me going to my streets, and you know, <laughs> man, they're pulling out a gun. I didn't mention it, <laughs> oh but I could mention those that you know that broke out from Sri you know, because like it's a thing of it's a thing of pride, it's a thing of joy when you see a fellow hood hustler make it out of the streets. You feel me? So like, you know, shouts to everybody that actually made it out of Sri and every other hood in 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 Lagos and Nigeria, in Africa generally. Shouts to every street hustler that made it to the top something i speak to a lot of artists about is the fact that the numbers are very much pushed out there by the label the managers the pr and those mediums will have you think that the numbers make a song the best thing since sliced bread and they will lead you to believe that because a song's doing big numbers it's much better than the songs that's doing less numbers it's so camp. in your opinion how do you feel there is a correlation between songs with big numbers and how good a song is how much of a correlation in your you opinion? Can, you can have the greatest song on earth and not have the machinery and mechanism to push it. Mm -hmm. So I also advise, in as much as you're trying, as an artist, in as much as you're trying to push your music to the next level, also be conscious of, you know, the promotional strategy you want to use. Find the right team that will push your music. Find a group of people that believe in you and, you know, the, 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 the heaven is like, the sky is like the starting point for you. And the, the, the whole mentality that, you know, some good songs that don't got numbers are trash mm -hmm. is big cap. I feel like, um, for example, CK's Love One Thing is, mm -hmm. is like a three or four year old song mm -hmm. and now it's on Billboard. So, I mean, good music always finds its way to the top if God wants it. If someone hasn't been to see you at a live show, how would you kind of explain it, man? You know what I mean? How it gets down try to Oxlade live show. Try to watch my live shows on YouTube, you understand? It's mm -hmm. there. <laughs> I don't need to explain it to you. I think action speaks louder than words. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see how Oxlade performs live, there are bare live video performances of me on YouTube. Mm. Go have first-hand experience of it mm. so you know what your money is going to be all about. Pray before you get on that stage? Definitely. Mm. I pray before I do anything. Mm -hmm. Prayer is like my shield to everything. Mm -hmm. Guides me from all toxic and negative energy. You perform sober? Uh, Depending on where I'm at, depending on the availability of anything, you know, I could use. But like most times, you know, I don't like relying on stuffs. I prefer, you know, my natural strengths. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of wherever I find myself, I always deliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coming from the church, um, a lot of artists do. A lot of artists don't. Did you feel any pressures to keep your your music more on the clean, less ratchet side? Or are you just like, this is just how I'm doing it? There's nothing like ratchet music in my discography. <laughs> no, I know there isn't. But <laughs> I'm saying, all, well, is that is that the reason why? Uh, I just feel like I, there, there's more to music than, you know, gospel. I'm I'm definitely making a gospel album before I die, which is, you know, one of those stuff I plan on doing. But, you know, um, God created us in his image and there's nothing bad in exalting another woman. Mm -hmm. You understand? There's nothing bad in talking about important things. I think music is music is beyond just, you know, worshiping God. Music is also like a, a tool to pass information. Music is, is, is also a tool to heal yourself from certain type of pains music could also you know fix 
your sorrow. So music is multi-purpose. It's not just, you know, to worship God. Because if God didn't want us to use music for other things, he wouldn't give us the knowledge to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about connecting with Melvito and this song that is definitely organically blown up, man. And it's definitely had an impact in the UK. Wait For You is like, I think it's a three-year-old song, four-year-old song. I made it when I was like, nothing, nothing. When I when I didn't even have any hit song. And, you know, it happens to be my most streamed song on Spotify. It has more numbers than Away, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Shouts to the UK. It's the most, it's the most you know, visible place where my um, the song Wait For You pops. And, you know, when I when I go to certain places and I perform songs, they actually ask for those songs. And, you know, Wait For You made me understand that, you know, music could pop at different regions and you shouldn't even take it personal if it doesn't mm-hmm. pop in your ends. You feel mm-hmm. me? When I come to the UK, Wait For You is quite big. But in Nigeria, nobody really knows it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just have to find your market, find your target audience and you feed them properly. So you kind of said to me off mic about, you know, making music for particular regions. Do you see yourself making any like dance music in the future like that? You know what I mean? It's Ex- really exploring that field of music. Dance music? Like electro music. Oh, electro music. Definitely. I might try to touch that one. You know, I'm still young and I feel like I have loads of things to achieve. I have loads of things to touch. Definitely, that's a, that's a very good, thank you, that's a very good one. I mm-hmm. should think of that, yeah. So what are some of the long-term ambitions for Oxlade, man? Long-term ambition is to be as myself as possible as I can be. Uh, to be one of the biggest Afrobeat exports to ever do it. And to stay true to myself because, you know, fame and success could change who you are. So like, you know, in as much as I'm trying to be big, I want to stick to being myself straight yeah what can you tell us about a forthcoming project an album an ep a mixtape you got anything like that it's a project yeah that's what i'm gonna say it's a project yeah definitely getting a project from oxy um the best project oxy ever gave out because i put my blood and sweat in this one Mm -hmm. put my pain put my happiness i put everything in this one so definitely it's gonna be worth it getting it this year definitely all written by you all all yeah (laughs) i mean i got i got i got i got some songs there Written by, you know, I got songwriters also supporting because, you know, a man is not an island. In as much as I've been, majority of all my songs, all the songs I ever put out have been written by me. But this Corey album, I'm trying to try, I'm trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, invite more creatives into my world. I want to see how, you know, more people can impact into my music because, you know, two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. And no man is an island. I'm always open to learning new things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And one of your current songs, Want You. Big love song. Thank you. I feel like when you write a song like this, you definitely, I, I, I'm not a songwriter, but I feel like, do you have a person in mind in particular when you write a song like this or do you just write it generally? My life is like, you know, I, I pick episodes of series of things that has happened in my life and I turn them into inspiration for my songs. So like, you know, I just go in through like my memory lane and I just remember something that happens and, you know, it just, it just births a song. Definitely like, that's how I, that's how my writing patterns are. So like most times when I when I want to write a song, probably a love song, I just you know think deep about you know what happened in the past and you know probably what's currently currently happening in my life. I mean situations inspire my music, mm-hmm. my past situations, my current situations, my environment, my life, the country I come from, what I represent, you know my family, God. So like anything can actually inspire my music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, listen, man, the future is very bright, man. They say my interviews are hotter. SK Vibe Maker. Oxlade, how about that? Guess what? SK Vibe Maker interviews are hot.